The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I gave him a spray because he started horrendous with the uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Carolina game and I, I had breaking news that I had sacked Mark Downey as the uh, general manager. <laughs> I actually kind of feel like uh, celebrating my own success a little bit there. Aussie? Give me that trophy soon. Let's go. I'm coming back. <laughs> and you know, Manjot, I feel like I should go head-to-head with you in the foreign game. NFL? Yeah. So Manjot's 2-0 when Mark's on the pod. What would happen if Mark did Manjot's team that would just that's going to set a record fantasy he might not know the rules of the segment sometimes we do explain it to him but oh, then we don't we know do... the rules of the segment sometimes yeah, yeah. mate <laughs> this is the aussie nfl fantasy show and a team that early on looked like it was just going to eat rubber and come last and be in the corner picking its nose with the dunce hat on in today's busy world it's hard to have it all Who has time to do all the analysis and decision-making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary, there's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Goodcall. Show two of the week is here. Of course, Maddie C, our host of the show with Manjot. If you didn't catch show one of the week, it is the pastry performers. Uh, there was an over-under on that, and Manjot hit the over, but uh, you'll have to find out who gets all the pastries by catching that show. Uh, and then, of course, Taylor here, although he looks suspiciously like somebody else I know. Say, what's going on? Somebody that I used to know. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Goodcall here, mate. Uh, look, Dr. Goodcall. In his fantasy leagues, took an absolute bar from Joshua Jacobs. So just showing some absolute love for this guy. Uh, but look, had, a, had an okay week last <laughs> week. I had a better week in Dr. Goodcall than I did in starts of the week, as we'll get to later. But uh, <laughs> no foreskin, no foreskin. Yeah, no, no flappy foreskin. But um, look, <laughs> I can yeah. size that. Not the best week for me in general, uh, but look, we move forward and uh, let's try and prescribe um, some remedies for some people out there struggling. Yeah, hit me with it, man. Hit me with it. Uh, Last week, a really uneven week around the whole league, to be honest. I mean, I think we saw one of those weeks too where some really good teams struggled in fantasy leagues and teams that had been underperforming a little bit just kind of surprisingly had one of their good weeks. Um, how do you think that showed up in Dr. Good Call from last week, mate, with your um, – I mean, essentially, you're just trying to help people who are missing guys with injury and bye weeks and saying, have faith in these guys. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough world to live in, mate. Look, I tried to go the handsome one at quarterback, and he just decided uh, we're just going to score 13 points because we're not going to give up any points. So didn't really need to do much. Um, just showed off his handsome face and just hoped that uh, you know everyone just got wet in the stands. That was pretty much it. Uh, didn't really do much. Had the one touchdown, which was lucky to even be a touchdown, got tipped, and really didn't do too much for your fantasy week. So, look, in the end, it was a tough tough watch watching Jimmy G. Uh, fought up against the Saints, who were 21st against quarterback. Would have been a little bit better, and I just yeah. thought generally having all the pieces around him uh, would have worked in a good fantasy day. But in the end, it, you know, as a streamer, it wasn't like you know it didn't destroy your week or anything like that. But it just it just wasn't great. That wasn't yeah. great, man. I'm going to need to defend Jimmy G here because I'm, oh. sure I'm not going to. 
I think we've known that I've I've not been the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo defender as of recent because well seven days ago you were <laughs> yeah okay seven <laughs> days ago I'm I'm allowed one week of Jimmy Garoppolo defending every year that's it he's not oh, as okay. good I think he's just at this point he might just have to not play against any other team except the Cardinals because the Cardinals are the only team he plays good against that's yeah. it. That's fair. That's fair. I'm okay with that. That's the week to start him in starts of the week and uh, and Dr. Good Call Tay. We're going to need to remember that for next year when Trey Lance isn't playing as well. Mm, wonderful. Um, okay. And I'm just sort of going through my list and I'm realizing I probably had a worse week than I actually gave myself credit for. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Jeff Lawson wasn't too bad because he got the touchdown. Uh, had him as the running back up against Houston just because they are just porous against the running back. <laughs> But again, he just didn't have to do anything. And then he kind of picked up a niggle, so they didn't really use him in the second half. And he sort of just sat on 30-odd yards and a touchdown and, you know, a couple of catches. That was it. Like, he just basically got put on the shelf in the second half. So, there just there was no offense in the second half. Everything he did was in one half. So, he got 11 or 12 points out of him in one half of football, which actually sounds fine. Uh, but he just didn't do anything. So, it kind of felt like it was an average game. Mm. We had such high hopes too. We we're like, he could break the universe. <laughs> and like, I took him first overall in starts of the week from Dr. Goodcall, which I try never to do, but now I've broken that rule twice. And uh, I just, I was expecting so much more. So I think in PPR scored like 9.2 and then no, came he, off. Like, he had a 10 piece in the. Yeah, it was over 10 because he had 38, 39 yards and a touchdown and then a couple of catches. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like a 13, oh, I think he scored. That's why I remember my content team league this week. It's a bit underwhelmed, but still yep. got the W. So, I don't know. Something about my team. I think Dr. Goodcore, you can prescribe a good week for my team so I don't feel underwhelmed, even though I have <laughs> the second-best quarterback, second-best running back, and second-best wide receiver on the year. <laughs> There's got to be something that Dr. Goodcore can do it, to stop me feeling bad. It was an... It was an underwhelming week in general for Dr. Goodcall. He was uh, four and five in his leagues and the oh. leagues that he wanted to really needed the win in, he didn't get. And the leagues yeah. he's sort of just like cruising into the finals already is the one he won in. So, uh. look, I, I don't know who Dr. Goodcall is, but he just had a little bit of a tough week. So, uh, oh, Dr. Goodcall's back. I'll just hand over to him. All right, <laughs> let's go to uh, wide receiver from uh, last week, and it was dog shit. Uh, Demarcus Robinson up against the Jags. I thought it would have had a uh, yeah. great opportunity to have a good game there. I just thought that he was sort of taking over that wide receiver one situation. But in the end, I don't know if the wide receiver one is really all that valuable at the Ravens right now. You know, you're not seeing an awesome passing attack out of Lamar at the moment, and they're just playing a lot of games where they're just not scoring a lot of points. I know they finished with, what, 27 in the end, but it all came quite late and you know, it's you know Lamar's going to do a lot with his legs, so there isn't a huge pie there in general uh, to to disperse the wide receivers when your main target is a tight end anyway. So it was just one of those situations where Demarcus Robbins, I think, is just going to be a hard one to pick week to week. He's probably going to have a few good games moving forward, but it's going to be hard to know which week it is. Hey, it wasn't Lamar's fault though. I, I want to put that out there. The amount of times his receivers were dropping balls from him, that was just disappointing. He had no, or it's more on the receivers than Lamar, I reckon, in that game. 
because Lamar was trying his hardest. He saw that 60-yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. That was an incredible throw. But then the rest of the throws, his other receivers were literally dropping them stone cold pretty much. They're literally dropping them like, meat pies or whatever you want to say. I don't even know what reference I want to use there, but they're just dropping like so hard in that game. It was just disappointing. Drop it like their heart? Yeah, All pretty right. much. Can we tell so when- where Deshaun Jackson is still scoring 50 yeah. plus yard touchdowns though? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact they even have to rely yards. on Deshaun Jackson is probably an issue for us. It might so, tell you yeah. a bit, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah Deshaun Jackson's actually looked like their best deep threat on that oh. team. Their whole team is pretty much undersized deep threat, so they don't have a true wide receiver one. And Deshaun Jackson's the best of them. He's like, what, 35, 36 years old at this point. This team yeah. is actually, oh my gosh, they're relying on him way too much at this point. They need to... They need to take a chill pill, I think, the Ravens. Not yeah. chill pill. They need to go hard in offseason. Sign Lamar, sign a wide receiver. Come on, man. They don't actually have a good wide receiver market this year either. So it's going to be they tough. had a good wide receiver and they just traded him away? <laughs> yeah. It, nah, Hollywood was exactly. He wasn't the true wide receiver one they needed, no. I reckon. They, they needed a wide receiver 50 one. 50 times better than everyone who's left, though, you know. Okay, that's true. He's the yeah. only good receiver, like only decent receiver Lamar's had. And that's my thing. If Lamar had a true number one wide receiver, he could literally be the best quarterback in the league. No one's going to yeah. believe me until they actually see when he has a good wide receiver what <laughs> happens. So, yeah, they just need a... They just need to find that wide receiver for Lamar. Don't we all but remember that year he had Des Bryant? Wasn't that great? I'm joking. Yeah. That was like, what, one game was it with Des Bryant? Yeah, one or two. Like, yeah, two games and then he got like cut or something. They retired. So, yeah. yeah, that's how it's just been. They've just, all they've signed is like washed dudes like Sammy Watkins, Des Bryant, now Deshaun Jackson. Come on, man. That's all he's got. Come on, bro. Lamar's like so talented. Yeah. You guys just need to get that wide After before 2015, just leave them alone. Just leave yeah. them alone. <laughs> Put exactly. Back in the cupboard. Exactly. Expired. Exactly. Well, okay, Tay. I think we've rained on the uh, the poor Ravens enough. Yeah, my bad, Doctor Lucal. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt oh. you on Who your. Who would seminar. ever think though that a team where the main targets the tight end would have nowhere else for the ball to go? I just can't believe there's not a decent wide receiver on that team. But anyway, yeah. carrying on. I mean, you sort of have the same issues even with Pat Mahomes at the Chiefs. Like, you just don't know exactly where it's going in the wide receiver room. There's just a bigger pie, at least. So, you feel like there's a bit better baseline for the wide receivers yeah. at the Chiefs yeah. than there is. I think it's coaching as well. Because the Ravens coaching staff hasn't given me much confidence as well yeah. with that team. It's been tough. Yeah, fair That's enough. it. Speaking of tough, kicked one right in the knocks last week. Oh. <laughs> My cocks. Had chicken box as it was two for 17 <laughs> with uh, Dawson Knox up against the Lions. I thought that would have been a better situation. I sent out a meme, sorry, Dr. Goodcall sent out a meme, of course, uh, that uh, basically had Stefan Diggs on a milk carton halfway through the third quarter. And that's the number one target. I, he just wasn't yeah. finding anyone that I thought he was going to. And then all of a sudden, Diggs got going in the fourth, but it just meant that there was just nothing there for, for Knox Kowski. He just didn't really get going at all. Two for 17, I thought it would have been a better situation against Detroit, especially in a game yeah. where they weren't miles in front either. So it's not like they all of a sudden started running and there was a lot of passing from Josh Allen. So, 
yeah, it was just a bit of a tough week for Knox. So I, I, again, it's just the tight end position. It's sort of hard to pick. Yeah, yeah and that's the big problem with it, isn't it? Though it's the position that's the problem, not not no, Knox, not the analysis either. Of course, of course not. Yeah, no one's ever blamed Dr. Goodcall. What a what a man he is. So stubbly. Loose ends everywhere yeah. All last right. week, though. Fucking hell. Let's move forward. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll move forward. I won't I won't bring up fantasy aids, play because uh, I'll, I'll bring him up when I sort of forecast because mm. it was obviously a two-week play. It's a reason, yeah. Look, Matty's just going to be the Randy Marsh uh, meme after I bring this up, but it's doc- it's Trevor Lawrence, uh, a quarterback for Dr. Goodcall this week up against Ooh. Detroit, who are... Uh, Let's count it. First, second, third. No, 32nd against uh, quarterback this uh, this year. How many teams are there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently there's 32. 16. So, <laughs> so uh, that is last. That is dead last. No one behind them. So it's going to yeah. be a pretty good week for Lawrence again. Like we've, we've talked about, it was an amazing drive uh, to beat the Ravens last week. And I just think they got a lot of confidence out of that. And I know we all sort of picked a bit of a Lawrence uh, second year breakout um, or Breakout for him, uh, and I just think this could ha- happen late in the year. So oh, I think there's a good chance that moving forward he's going to be a very good play. And up against Detroit, who will last against quarterbacks, a pretty good uh, situation for him. So yeah, oh, there's not really much else to say here. I just think he's going to be able to throw yeah. a lot, and they're going to be able to move the ball very easily on this team. And generally, the Lions keep up at home; they score a lot themselves. So I think this could be a high-scoring game. Be interesting to see how often Trevor comes up in these next few weeks too, because we get the Titans twice, who definitely don't have a secondary you want to talk much about, and just it, there's some nice little matchups, and he actually really looked party, looked grown up. Um, so I would just be interested to see how often he comes up. Sorry, Manjo, I think you were going to say something too. Oh yeah, I was, I was saying that's a good pick. We mentioned it earlier in page freeze that this could be a very high scoring matchup. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Trevor this week. I know Ian's excited picking him up in content team as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I know at least someone's excited on this on the podcast I do for this one. You better not shit the bed now. We've all talked him up, three of us. We're all just here singing like a barbershop trio. Uh, you better not shit the bed now. The hope is in like one to two weeks, he might just finally be out of the segment. That's really what he's got to strive for. He's been just an absolute staple of starts of the week and Dr. Gukol because he just hasn't really worked his way out. But he, he's had a lot of good matchups there. I think mm. this could be the next couple of weeks. This could be where he could really break properly into that top 10 and stay there. So let, let's hope he, fingers crossed for all Jags fans like, like Matthew over here, uh, that he, uh, he plays well enough that he's not really a streamer anymore. I've you call him Matthew, though. Yeah. I've never heard anyone call you Matthew, Maddie. <laughs> Just my mother. Um, hi, mum. She's not watching. I, She'll be so ashamed of this show. <laughs> I felt like yeah, bringing it out one right. time. Didn't like okay. it. Probably won't do it ever again. All right. So, running back. And I, there is so much unknown at the running back position this week. It's absolutely disgusting. Who the hell is the starter at Steelers, Jags, or Jets this week? Nobody I have knows. absolutely no idea. It's, it's a really weird decision. Like, a lot of all the... Uh, the waiver claims and things like that are going to be like taking shots at a lot of those teams, but you really have no idea. So I didn't really like taking any of those pieces because all it would take is one person not to be out or one person's injury not to be as serious as they thought. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there with the third string uh, running back on yeah. the team. So I didn't really take a shot at any of those. So for anyone's listening going, oh, why didn't you take 
Bam or <laughs> who was on a practice <laughs> squad last week. Or Bam Benny Knight, by the way. What Benny a great Snell. Name. Benny yeah. Snell, who's Benny very smelly. Uh, I'm going to just take AJ Dillon. I'm going to him up against the Bears, who are 25th against our running back. And I just saw a lot more out of him again last week. And there's actually been uh, a little bit of optimism in a really, really tough year for him. Uh, getting that long touchdown was was amazing for him last week. And I just think he only gets a worse uh, a team at defending the run this week. That Bears defense is atrocious. Uh, we don't know if it's Jordan Love or Rogers. That's another situation we're not 100% sure about. But in general, I just think they're going to run the ball a lot either way. Yeah. Uh, and I think AJ Dillon will get more involved, even if it's only nine or ten carries. I think he could turn that into a pretty decent fantasy day. Yeah, man, John, what do you think about that? He has had a bit of a quiet run of it lately, um, and I've been almost ready to do a victory dance on the Kareem Hunt <laughs> AJ Dillon conversation from our preseason. If only Kareem Hunt hadn't also been atrocious um, <laughs> in recent yeah. times, which Taylor reminded me of when I brought it up. Um, but Jeff wasn't for this week. I'm not sure AJ Dillon had been terrific lately. What do you make of it, man, John? Yeah, AJ Dillon. I have him in a dynasty league, so I've been starting him here and there. Been waiting for Jones to just get off the Packers so that Dillon can actually get a free run, but. Jones has been taking so much of the work that I think it's a bit hard to trust Dylan at this point. With the Packers, they're just feeding Jones as much. But Dylan still gets a little bit of work. I think the thing is they need to use him more in the goal line situations and just basically get to those goal line situations, which is which is rough for the Packers this year. Kind of enjoying it, to be honest. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, not going to lie. Enjoying the Packers down for a little bit. Uh, we can take credit for it too, the Niners, for that playoff win. Just started this entire downfall. So, but anyway, like, just not trying to shit on the Packers too much, but they don't get down there in the goal line situations at all. So I think, you know, when watching them, I, I think Dylan doesn't have enough opportunities to be a good fantasy player because he doesn't get any of those goal line touches, I guess you could say. And even then, when they get down there, Jones gets the touches too. So there you go. It's a mess. It's a mess. But if he's been showing a little bit of life lately, heck, I would rather try and roll with him than, as Taylor said, Manchot and I, there's no, there's no secret while we're 16th in the Astro League. Uh, we are relying on Jay Robertson, Travis Etienne. Uh, who else we got there? We got um, Alexander Madison. Like it's 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 a clown car of shit. And uh, we're supposed to pick through that and try and work out who to start this week. It's no That's bad. Uh, there's no surprise with 16th. It's bad. It's getting bad there, Maddie. We had a glimmer it's- of life from Mooney. Now he's dead. Ah, anyway, I could go on. Yeah, it's bread surge, bread. Uh, at the moment of the running back yeah. position. Let's let's move on to something a little bit more fun. And I'm going to take Yay Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. Trevor and stack that bitch up, baby. What an unbelievable game he had last week. 14 targets. I think it was 11 catches, 140-odd yards. He, was le- he led the league in receiving yards last week. Uh, he's just been very consistent this year in general. Like, he just hasn't been... He's got a lot of touchdowns. That's been the issue. A lot of That's the true. Trey Kirk. Uh, but 
He's been very consistent. He's kind of almost been like a Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, like over at the Browns. Like, they've both been very consistent without anyone really noticing them in fantasy. And I think it's going to change. I think he's going to really have a really good finish to the year. And obviously yep. up against Detroit this week, um, you know, it's another phenomenal uh, position for him to be in. Oh, you got uh, the stack. You got the stack going. Yeah. The stack, baby. They're 30th against yeah, wide receiver, which is not surprising considering they're last against quarterback. So, I think it's a pretty good stack to have this week. Uh, I can see him getting hyper-targeted again. A target sponge, if you will. Uh, and Yeah, good, great situation for Yay Jones this week. <laughs> Yay Jones. Hey, I picked him up this week in content team. He's starting with my set of first flex slot above Tyler Lockett in my second flex slot. You know, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm, I'm, I was very excited when I heard the words. I just had to double-check. I actually got that claim processed of, with Zay Jones. So I'm very excited. The claim got processed. Darnell Mooney, RIP to him this season. Uh, he's been a val- valuable soldier for about two weeks on that team. But we're picking up Zay Jones to take him. Hopefully, we can beat Taylor in the playoffs and Zay Jones. Imagine that. Imagine if that happened. Goodness. Yeah. You've got to do some manifesting, man. That's, that's not going to happen easily. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But look, my teeth's still projected to have a ton of points. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week. Still excited for the playoffs. My team's like the third highest scoring team in the league. So, or the second highest scoring in that league. So, you know, I, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for this, for this team to just do its job. Hopefully, get in the playoffs, get that first round by, and then, yeah, just carry on and win the championship. You just got to make sure you stay on the opposite side of the draw to Taylor, though, because that's the grand final. Yeah. They want the Aussie NFL fantasy show final. Yeah, at this point, I am on the opposite side of the draw. Just got to stay there. First and second. Yeah. Don't come forth. (laughs) Yeah, don't come forth. That's what they said. That's what they say. That's what they say. Don't come forth. Yeah, I don't know who's got the highest scoring points in that league, but I heard he's really handsome and just a great guy. Is it Matty C? No, it's not. Is it Matthew Connor? <laughs> is it Matthew? <laughs> it's well, I already, I already said, mate. I tried that out, didn't like it. Didn't it's like, been okay. thrown in the bin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, tight end this week. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, look, exactly. That's pretty much the reaction I expected. But look, I'm going to take someone paired with the with the White Lotus. I'm going to take Tyler Conklin up against the Vikings, twenty second against tight end. Mike White has just reinvigorated this team. I just think in general, like you got to give a bit of a bump to anyone that's in the pass catching uh, situation there at the Jets, just because you just got a bit more confidence that there's going to be more than seventy-seven yards thrown. So uh, Tyler Conklin last week, even though the team you know was way better in the passing game, he was three for fifty, which again isn't bad in the tight end position. You'd probably take it. Uh, I just think there's an opportunity here against the Vikings. He might be a little bit more involved. Uh, they might throw a little bit more at Garrett Wilson. Um, so I, I just think he's he's down for a good baseline. And if Mike White's throwing for over 200 yards, you've just got a far better baseline for a guy like Conklin that you probably had before. I like this. I like this. Conklin could be could be pretty good. Conk, conk. Yeah, conk, conk. It sounds, sounds like a guy <laughs> could be good. I love it. Yeah, look. I uh, I had a crack at taking Tyler Conklin uh, as a start to the week earlier in the year too, and uh, he was okay. 
I guess. That's <laughs> what you need. Um, and you know what? That's sometimes that's how you measure success. <laughs> he didn't destroy my team and burn it to the ground. That's all that matters. No, I I destroyed my team and burn it to the ground. But it wasn't Conk's fault. Yeah, hundred percent. He was a positive contributor. It was. You ever seen a player play well on a really badly losing team? That was Conklin. So. Yeah, anyhow. Good stuff. All right. Well, good luck with that. Good luck. I'll go to Fantasy Mm. Aid. So, uh, basically, I did the two-week play for Saquon. Once again, like, it's just been the story of my year going a lot of these running backs. Saquon, I took on, you know, a very big player this year. Uh, He had 52 total yards in passing and rushing. Seemed like an absolute win for me. But in full PPR, still goes down and gets 15.2 because he dives over for a one fucking yarder because Slayton got pulled up about a fucking bee's dick away from the line. So Saquon just falls over the line and then has four catches for 17 yards, which gets him 4.7 points in PPR. Unbelievable. I've still got 9.8 points up my sleeve. Look, up against that Washington defense, I still think it's a chance. Uh, but in the end, I'm not really too displeased with my call because Saquon definitely didn't go out there and dominate. So, look, again, Sorry. he didn't didn't have a shit week, but I'm pretty happy with the fact that he only had 52 yards. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this a few times too. Sometimes the analysis is right, even if the result isn't right. Hmm. Just sucks balls. And look, it's starting to make me wonder if I should just start looking at a quarterback or, or a wide receiver because it is really, really annoying when you get it so right and they just dive over because there's a fucking pass interference in the end zone and then they just land on the one-yard line and just fall over the line, basically trip yeah. over themselves and get a touchdown. And you're like, I, I did nothing wrong here with my analysis and I'm no. still wrong. No, no, and they vault to this one yarder from someone just getting their knee down a bee's dick before the ball breaks the plane or from a, a pass interference penalty in the end zone where it should have been a touchdown except somebody just assaulted the receiver. So now you get a, a one-yard rush from a quarterback or a running back. Uh, and I think you've done a, a really admirable job of picking from a position where that's the risk and you've been really right about all the analysis and then these touchdowns have been the bane. So, you know... Uh, potentially shifting to a different position, you might actually find the result gets better. But I don't know that you could do much better with the analysis. I'm, I'm giving you a pretty hard pass on this because I, I think when it comes to the analysis part of it, yeah, bang on, the points is the problem. That It's just the points. Saquon that's how we score fantasy. Yeah. Saquon shot himself. Ah, that's more like it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's it for Dr. Call for the week. Uh, and, well, yeah, good luck to everyone. Yeah, I, I think... It's a tough one because, you know, you've got so little room for latitude to get the 25-point arbitrary boundary in there. But I think if you can see Saquon come in with around that 10 points on the week, people will be really happy with how you've caught that. Yeah, absolutely. It's an admirable call. Even if it falls over 25 by whatever, you know. If you're saying the guy's a, a monster, he was running back one or two only a few weeks ago, his decline is on, and now I'm calling it as a Bumper weeks in a row of just total shit sandwich, and yeah. then he pretty well does. I think you should be celebrating that. So, hundred percent. And you know I would bust your chops generally, right? Absolutely. The fact yeah. that you're giving me any praise, yeah, uh, should speak volumes. Yes, exactly. Usually, <laughs> I will take any chance to be like, "You were wrong by point oh one of a point." Fuck you. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. Takes yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what we've been saying in the chat today as well. Anytime something went a little bit wrong, one person is the other. Yeah, taste it. So, yeah. That, that taste how- it, man, Jot, about that regular season loss for the match. <laughs> oh, <laughs> taste God it. damn it. God, so right up yours, Tennessee. <laughs> Right up yours, yes. I'm going to quote Karis. I'm sorry, Taylor. I usually like the Titans, but this time, this time I got quoted. Man, it was just too good to quote. I almost said in the pastries before. Like, honestly, good on anyone from the Bengals doing that because they've sort of taken the Titans' lunch money to two years in a row in Tennessee. So good yeah. on them. Like, until Tennessee go and uh, and beat them, they can say whatever shit they want. Yeah, 100%. took the Titans' lunch money in Tennessee. I love that. What a great saying! Two times in a row. It wasn't even McPherson in this time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, technically it was because he kicked field goal, but <laughs> it wasn't him. It felt it was like a dominated four-point win, not a three-point win. Yeah, yeah. Poor McPherson. He has been Mc, Mc sort of disappeared this year. He's yeah, McGone. Um, and I think McArs. Missing Chase has really hurt that offense and their ability to get into scoring positions. And then to not have him and Mixon and go to Tennessee and win, yeah, it really does make it a pretty impressive win. Absolutely. This is why, I mean, the NFL should totally do this. Manjot and I were saying this at the Pacers too, is instead of just relying on just record and head-to-head wins, no, no, who did you beat? How did you beat them? Who were you missing? Like, let's go quality win. Um, like college, yeah, yeah, I think like that'd, college. Be, that'd be fun if we just got that's what I'm doing this week with my extra power rankings, a committee to do yeah. it, yeah, 100%. Because you know, seven and five might not be seven and five, really, depending on who you played, Vikings. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no, right, Ian, oh no, coming after you, Ian. Don't, no, don't you dare, Maddie. No, I'm uh, too much, too much going on there, mate. Too much, yeah. I mean, they did beat the Patriots. They, they smashed the Patriots at home on Thanksgiving on a short week. Yeah, so, you know, really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably time we gave Kirk Cousins credit for winning in primetime as well. So, how about that? Yeah. Um, did anyone do that? I, I didn't oh, shoot. That should have been a pastry. Damn it. I knew I was missing a pastry from that game. Yeah. I went through all the other games pretty much and I missed that one. The winning but, in hey, primetime award. Let's not let's not roast the Vikings. They just signed goggles to the practice squad. Oh, so, goggles! Yeah, goggles he's begin. out there. So don't. don't I'm gonna order my jersey. Them. Actually, let's finish this segment so I can order my jersey. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair and enough. my goggles, my purple goggles. Yeah, Doctor Google prescribed to goggles. 100%, yeah, prescription. Get the credit card ready. Yeah, percent. Give, giving that baby a workout with everywhere that goggles signs. It's uh, costing me a few bucks, mate. Few of my hard-earned pieces of eight. <laughs> Grab a Horace Grant jersey while you're at it. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, I love Horace Grant. All right. So, quick recap. We've got uh, Trevor at Detroit. Stuck that bitch up, too, with Yay Jones as they Stuck both play Detroit. Uh, AJ Dillon, who's been a little bit up and down, but all of a sudden has some momentum against Chicago. And then let's wrap it up with Conk against the Titans. We love a bit of Tyler Conklin. Conk, Conk. Of course. Saquon <laughs> Barkley. AIDS all week last week, except for that touchdown. Let's not talk about the touchdown. And uh, and then also uh, this week against the Commanders. We, we think that it's going to be a tough out for him. And, uh, mate, I'll be really impressed if you pull that one off. I really will. There's not much that you do that impresses me, mate, but that will impress me. <laughs> 
that really didn't go the way I thought it would. <laughs> I don't impress me much. Yeah, right. Snow Twain. Uh, That's where uh, I'm at. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, man. We're marching towards 11 at night and I'm singing Shania Twain to other grown men. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where the show has gotten to. It's no wonder it's the number one show for fantasy football in Australia, right? Absolutely. Now, third show of the week coming up is going to be uh, a couple of fantasy games and we're going to wrap it all up with the start of the week, of course. Um, like a fajita. Yeah. But don't forget to go back and catch the pastry show if you haven't caught it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's wrap this one up so we can get into the fantasy games. Yes, sir. Do it. This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. If you're saying Scott Josh Allen, then we're probably going to clob you. It's going to be tough because I'm going away from what, what the winning formula was from last week. Well, the problem is that could happen against Detroit as well. But Aussie? That was just taking a shot at um, the Titans for signing the ghost of Adrian Peterson. <laughs> NFL? And I don't like the foreskin, as we know, but uh, that person might come up later. Got to troll a few people. Well, some people were trolling me first about the Niners being fraud and now Eagles fans only comeback they had I was Australian fantasy it's not like you picked up like Paddy Mahomes or something (laughs) (laughs) you were getting daddy dogs and I was getting a third tight end this is the Aussie NFL fantasy show what what do you play at a funeral Um, just some sort of like sad tune 